0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. i always excited to, to bring uh, just new things that I'm learning and I'm constantly learning in this um, just growing field of uh, integrative medicine or whatever you want to call it. So here lately, I've been learning a little bit about uh, vitamin C, and uh, obviously, everybody's heard about vitamin C and maybe taking vitamin C when you get sick. Um, but there's much, much more to it than that, as as I'm uh, have recently learned. And especially using some higher doses of vitamin C. Um, but also, there's different forms of vitamin C, which uh, we're going to talk about. And so, as I've learned recently, and and I'm uh, again, we're going to discuss this. There are many, many more health benefits than I ever realized to, uh, vitamin C. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. My guest is, uh, Lior share, and she's actually, uh, an attorney by training. And so, um, I'll let her kind of tell us how she got into this field, but she's the founder and CEO of vitamin C international, uh, Consortium Institute or VCICI, also the co-developer and founder of a company called Pure C, which uh, sells just very high-quality pharmaceutical-grade uh, vitamin C. And uh, she's been doing this for a pretty good while, and she is very familiar with all the studies that have been done on vitamin C, both past and and more recent. Uh, and so definitely uh, an expert in this area. And so Lior, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Greg. It's a pleasure. Um, I appreciate the opportunity and always excited about sharing information about vitamin C. Most, um, most people think about it, well, it's just a vitamin and the ore. The first thing that comes to mind is oranges. Why do I even need it if I can hand, uh, can have uh, a glass of orange juice or a handful of oranges? And that is great, uh, but there is a fundamental difference between our nutritional needs and pharmacological needs and the, uh, and the importance of the roles and the functions that vitamin C, or as we know it, ascorbate, plays in the human body.
0: But before we get into all that, I, I guess I'd just like to ask if you could share um, how in the world um, you got into all this um, as an attorney, <laughs> and then now you're, you know, kind of one of the the leading experts and uh, founder of this, you know, vitamin C, um, you know, institute. And so, kind of talk a little bit about your journey, if you will.
1: Absolutely, it, it probably is the most common question and the first question that I often asked. And I tend to say that you don't choose life, life actually chooses you. So growing up, I I grew up in a family of all world renowned physicians. My dad who was uh, a world renowned surgeon and uh, an MD, PhD. And my mom who decided to become a physician at the age of three and was a practicing physician at 23. So everything I heard And it was always related to obviously healthcare and medicine. And so I vowed that I will never go into it, but by the age of eight, I was already practicing medicine without a license and diagnosing all the kids at school. And for most part correctly. But later in life, I recognized that the traditional, the conventional or the allopathic medicine as we know it, um, didn't have all the answers that I was seeking. And the attorney in me always wanted to um, to dig a little bit deeper and get answers that I was not getting from the conventional uh, medical sector. And so later in life, after saying that I will never uh, marry a physician or become one, again, I said, never say never. I married, was my best friend, my better half, my soulmate. And he was a world-renowned physician, scientist, and an inventor. And together, we innovated many different technologies, therapeutics. And I took him from the comfort zone of classically trained allopathic physician into integrative medicine. And I believe that there's always uh, a place for both. And needless to say that if someone has uh, some form of a deficiency due to a trauma or birth defect or typically an injury, I will say run as quickly as you can or get yourself to the best um, hospital or surgeon to correct and fix whatever is broken. But when we have degenerative conditions that are ultimately caused by poor lifestyle choices, the body has the ability to regenerate itself only if we give it an opportunity to do so. And um, later in life, I discovered the importance of vitamin C in our body and many people have heard about it. I mean, since 1500s into this, going into the 1700s, what was happening to those that didn't have proper nutrition. So um, well, everybody heard about scurvy and the ramifications of that. And later on, we many of us have heard about orthomolecular medicine that was truly pioneered and revolutionized since 1940s, Um, And then later on, it became uh, a staple. It was Linus Pauling that um, put a stamp on the terminology. Um, So having said that, vitamin C, it's one of the most essential vitamins, essential nutrients. Uh, It's a stress hormone that we as human do not synthesize. We have no ability to make it or even store it. And we have to get it from outside sources in order to survive. But if you want to thrive rather than just surviving, you need the proper levels of ascorbate in your body. And especially when we get sick. Okay. And vitamin C plays many, many different roles in in our body. And it can act, it has the ability to function as an and antioxidant, it's it's the most powerful antioxidant. It has the ability to function as an antibiotic because it has antiviral and also antibacterial, uh, bacterial, antimicrobial, antiparasitic properties. It has the ability to act as an analgesic, um, antihistamine, and the list goes on and on. In addition, many people aside from treating the common cold or any kind of an infection, have heard about vitamin C in co- correlation with cancer. And to date, there have been many, many studies that have demonstrated the efficacy and safety of vitamin C in high doses, and especially uh, as a prooxidant therapy, meaning very high levels that cannot be achieved via ingestion or inhalation, to target, selectively target cancer cells. So that's kind of uh, a long answer to your very short question.
0: (laughs) Well, so Mm -hmm. at at what point in your career, I mean, it sounds like you've always been open minded, you know, to kind of more alternative treatments. But I mean, at what point did you discover it personally? And, and was like, Oh, my gosh, you know, vitamin C has has all these uh, capabilities, and then how did that lead to starting you know, this Vitamin C uh, Institute and, and all the things that you do now?
1: Okay, great question. So um, over the years, as I said, my better half and I have innovated many different technologies and I've had various careers, but most of my adult life, I have been in healthcare. And if you truly ask me, what is it that I do, for most parts, it's easier to ask me what I do not do, but my, my answer is typically I provide simple solutions to complex problems. And so years ago, my better half and I recognized that quality vitamin C was difficult to obtain and, um, and obviously did from political reasons, the... Um, Conventional sector. I should. I should be cautious on how I state this. Did makes it difficult for integrative practices to get their hands on proper vitamin C to administer it for therapeutic purposes. So we went to develop um, a line a line of products that would provide this opportunity for both patients and, um, and practices to provide these services and therapeutic administration of vitamin C for infection, for, to treat infections and ultimately as well as cancer. Little did we know that when we developed it, that we're going to have a close call with that and we were also going to become patients. And so my husband at that time was diagnosed with the second most aggressive form of cancer. And when he was diagnosed, he was pretty much given days to live. We personally were opposed to any kind of conventional treatments. That is a personal choice. We decided to implement our own integrated protocols for his treatment. And for a while, we were quite successful at that. We were able to extend his life beyond what was given to him by four years. And while we did that, he had an incredible quality of life. So we continued to be very active, both professionally and recreationally. We would go and cycle 60 miles at a time. No one could ever believe that this was a stage four cancer patient. Um, Sadly, my husband ultimately passed away, but I'm very grateful that we were privileged to spend the time together that we had and make a difference in his quality of life and the journey. And so I realized over the years that providing these uh, products to uh, healthcare professionals was insufficient because after years and years of teaching it, I recognized that there was almost like this black hole in the education. Not only that it was confusing to the patients because there was so much misinformation, but it was often misapplied in practices. And it is critical care when it comes to someone with a chronic conditions such as advanced cancer. The objective of any treatment is to get rid of this, obviously of the symptoms, but as an integrative provider, you're also focusing on the root cause of the disease. And you're not really treating just the disease. You want to restore the body to wellness, which requires a very comprehensive approach. So in integrative cancer or an integrative oncology, vitamin C by far, serves as the number one treatment in terms of efficacy, because it has the ability to target cancer cells selectively while boosting up the immune system. And whether the patient or the person is electing to do strictly non-traditional integrative or alternative and complementary treatments, or a patient is trying to have Truly an integrative approach of both traditional chemotherapy and radiation. Vitamin C works well with both the traditional and other non-traditional adjunct therapies. For example, vitamin C can be implemented with chemotherapy and radiation to enhance the chemotherapeutic effects. So it will require actually less chemotherapy to be more effective while also negating the side effects of chemotherapy. On the other hand, as an antioxidant therapy, vitamin C has the ability to neutralize, kill, and resolve most pathogens, whereas whether they're viral or bacterial in nature, if they're applied in a timely manner, in proper therapeutic and uh, protocols and the right form of vitamin C is used. And that is another um, area of a lot of confusion is what type of vitamin C do I take and how much and how often.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so you, you talk about cancer and uh, we may hit that specifically here in a minute, but uh, what are some of the other um I guess, diseases out there that people could benefit from taking high dose vitamin C. And we'll define that here in a minute. But, you know, cancer, you mentioned uh, it can serve as antimicrobial, antiviral, you know, what what else? And then the second part of that question is, should everybody be taking, you know, some form of vitamin C, even if they're healthy, just as a kind of a prophylactic?
1: That's a great question. Well, first of all, let's simplify it a little bit because you've taken one of the courses that I teach and that foundation is just a four-hour class and I probably can talk about it for the next four days. But if we were to simplify it, vitamin C plays every important role in the body, okay? It is a collagen synthesis, a synthesizer. So without it, we cannot actually form properly as embryos when a pregnant woman doesn't have sufficient levels of vitamin C, the baby is going to be born with probably respiratory issues. And I'm not saying it lightly because these studies have already demonstrated it. Even on the RDA level, which is the basic nutritional level, they recommend that women that are pregnant women or lactating women will take more of it. So in terms of Dual functions: Vitamin C acts as an antioxidant and also as a pro-oxidant. As an antioxidant, it has these various—I mean—a long list of roles and functions. One of them is a collagen synthesizer. It assists in healing. Okay, it promotes um, every tissue, whether it's a connective tissue, soft tissue, bones, teeth, hair. And for example, we talked about earlier, we talked about collagen and the, the current trend with all the collagen supplements in order to combat oxidative stress. Well, what is oxidative stress? I mean, we talk about the, the free radical formations. And when we breathe, we produce oxidative stress. This is the process of aging. And that is fine, but we all want to slow it down because where it is when the excessive oxidative stress level uh, generate, that's where we have a problem. And one of the reasons to excessive oxidative stress, aside from the toxic soup that we live in and the pollution and everything that we ingest and, and inhale, it's also lifestyle choices. So ask, you asked who can benefit from it, well, you, we talked briefly about scurvy and between 1500 and 1700s, we lost close to 2 million people because they didn't understand in those days, the correlation between nutrition and health. But vitamin C is responsible for every organ in our body, whether it's ocular health, our skin, cardiovascular health, our cognitive decline, emotional health, if you go to PubMed and you start your search and put any condition with a combination of vitamin C, most likely you will find an article in it. Now, whether they did the studies correctly or not, that's a different uh, discussion. But there's close to 80,000 articles <clears throat> on vitamin C on PubMed alone. And this has been going on from 1928 when St. Georgi actually um, discovered what we know today as ascorbic acid, which is the the common term of vitamin C. So there are certain subgroups of people that can benefit from taking it in much higher doses. But what I'd like to emphasize that every single one of us in that in the the era that will live today as I mentioned the toxic soup and the level of oxidative stress that we get on a daily basis needs to supplement it with proper vitamin c form because we can't get enough of it from nutrition alone so the best sources for vitamin c ideally would be fresh produce that has not been previously frozen and it's a non and it's a non-GMO uh, source of uh, produce, and it's not necessarily oranges and lemons. In fact, your leafy greens, your bell peppers, papayas, and 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 broccoli and berries probably would be even a better source for it. But you can't combat and treat or disease with a pile of oranges. Okay, and without adequate levels of ascorbate in our body, we do not thrive. In fact clinical studies have demonstrated that most people that are admitted to hospitals, whether it's cancer or COVID or any other condition, they're pretty much deficient if not depleted of vitamin C. So they have what is called hypovitaminosis C. It is so prevalent today, even on the Western world, what we, we live in an era that is called subclinical scurvy pandemic. And people don't recognize it, but when they're feeling sluggish, when they have issues sleeping, depression, cognitive decline, restless leg syndrome, you name it, all of that has been correlated to sub-levels of ascorbate. And people that are have excessive oxidative stress have more rapid decline or depletion rate of ascorbate. So what does it mean? Well, if you didn't sleep well yesterday, that means your need today is going to be higher than yesterday because your excess, your um, oxidative stress levels was elevated. If you have an infection and your CRP levels are elevated, you need much higher doses and much higher frequency. If you are an athlete and you are training and you're breaking your body down, you need higher levels of vitamin C to recover. Okay, if, um, for example, we talked about ocular health, age-related vision loss is correlated to deficient ascorbic levels. If you're a smoker, you're depleting it at forty percent faster. If you have a trauma, whether it's an injury or in elective trauma, such as going to a dental office or a medical office and undergoing a surgery, you need to prepare your body so you can have better, more optimal clinical outcome as a result of your surgery. Because in a week after the surgery, you're going to go into a rapid depletion in terms of up to 40% depletion in the first week post-op and two to three months thereafter you're still at a higher rate of depletion so when elderly people see the brown spots and they, they on their skin and they're bruising easily it has to do with subclinical levels of ascorbate in their bodies diabetic people the same way pregnant women we talked about lactating women um Uh, elderly people in general so there's all of these subgroups that need more than what they can obtain in order to thrive just from food alone so if you ask me who needs it pretty much every single person depending on the levels of oxidative stress. So you heard about it, that when we get a cold, everybody wants to reach out for a capsule of vitamin C. And people also also say, well, if I take too much of it, I'm going to get GI discomforts that typically lead to diarrhea, which is not a bad thing, but you need to understand why that happens and what you actually need to do in order to resolve the infections.
0: In summary, it sounds like everybody can benefit from, uh, taking vitamin C regularly, especially in this kind of toxic environment that we live in. Uh, and then when you're sick, either with an acute infection or, you know, chronic illness, God forbid, cancer, something like that, you're going to need, you know, much, much more. Correct.
1: Correct. So Uh, chronic illness, whether it's a chronic infection or even just an acute infection, um, And specifically chronic conditions that are more complex, whether it's uh, cancer or Lyme or um, environmental toxicity, um, mercury or heavy metal toxicity, mold toxicity. You probably heard about late chelation therapies. Vitamin C has been utilized for all of these uh, type of conditions.
0: Okay. So we've established... um the importance of vitamin C and a lot of the different things it can treat. So if people are listening to this and they think, oh, you know, I want to be healthier or I've been sick and I'm going to go start taking vitamin C and should they just go to Walmart and pick up, some vitamin c that's 500 milligrams and take that once a day and then if they get sick maybe take a uh, thousand milligrams a day obviously i'm asking that kind of tongue-in-cheek but um, what what's your recommendation there
1: well i can't give recommendations in terms of medical advice but i will give you um, some suggestions um In terms of how they should get it, I'm sure everybody heard about these, what they called either IV bars or hydration bars or um, liquid nutrition, and all of them offer vitamin C, um, um, IV vitamin C, because you can get much higher levels in a shorter period of time, increased bioavailability and absorption. But And these are intended for immune boosting properties. And they actually became very popular in the 1970s in Las Vegas to combat the hangover. So I mentioned earlier that vitamin C has the ability to neutralize toxins very quickly. And obviously alcohol consumption is a toxin. So they figured out they can go the next morning, get an IV shot of vitamin C and they feel better and they don't have a hangover and that is correct. Now I'm not advocating that anybody should be drinking and (laughs) drinking on one hand and also uh, getting a vitamin C shot. But it does work well for that, as well as from other, uh, for other pathogens. So let's say you woke up in the morning and you have a sore throat or you have a UTI or you have um, a, a shingles eruption. Well, these are different infections. Some of them are viral, like shingles, and they're chronic. And the other one, UTI, is a bacterial infection that is often chronic. And we have been pretty unsuccessful to kill these infections with um with antibiotics and the pain and discomfort and the symptoms are uh, can be excruciating. If you go to Walmart or whatever your next to a store is, the, the forms of vitamin C that are sold on the shelves are primarily ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is highly acidic. This is why it's called an acid and it comes with uncomfortable side effects. It will be irritating to the gut. So you're, you will reach gut tolerability very quickly. And if you were to go into one of these IV bars, hydration um, bars or medical spas or a medical center that offers a therapeutic uh, nutritional uh, therapy with vitamin C, many of them do not know the difference and they administer ascorbic acid. And if you're going to be putting it via vein peripheral veins is very difficult to reach therapeutic levels because of the acidity of the product. Okay. And so it's not an ideal form. There is a better form of, uh, of vitamin C that is called sodium ascorbate. And why is it better? Because it's in it's naturally buffered and a pH neutral. So it's not going to irritate someone with a sensitive stomach as quickly. It is not going to cause, um, a permanent sclerosis of the peripheral veins, and it's going to be a much more pleasant and tolerable experience. So it really translates to tolerability. The other misconceptions is, well, um, okay, well, how how much do I need? As I said, that is to be determined by your physicians. And in term, in terms of getting the right product, people try to save when they buy supplements but you have a choice to either save there or buy a proper nutrition for yourself. So you then, then do not have to deal with the illness. So you're dealing, you're paying for the wellness rather than later on paying for the illness. And it's very important to obtain the purest product that you can find that is free of any kind of excipients and flavors and additives. And unfortunately it is very difficult to find because most commercially sold uh, supplements have all of these unnecessary ingredients. So I recommend to anyone that they're going to be purchasing uh, sodium ascorbate vitamin C to seek um, professional grade products from their physician that can also instruct them on the proper th- therapeutic protocol because the proper therapeutic protocol not only consists of proper dosing, but proper Uh, frequency of administration, route of administration and the duration of treatment. And if all of that is done correctly, you can resolve most infections in a matter of hours. This is not just something that I'm regurgitating. This is based on um, published scientific papers. You can look them up on PubMed. Uh, They have uh, been very effective treating these conditions because, for example, when do people get shingles um, eruptions? when their immune system compromised. So vitamin C has the ability to boost your immune system, resolve the pathogens, and at the same time, um, deal with the pain factor. And there've been studies demonstrating that vitamin C acts as a very effective analgesic.
0: One of the big takeaways I got from the the recent training with you uh, is which just made a lot of sense to me was, you know, maintaining these therapeutic levels. And that's where, you know, most of the clinics who do this, um, you know, probably just fail is that they're these people are going and getting like an IV vitamin C and then they leave. And they may feel better for a day, but, you know, their levels are, are kind of falling back off. Um, and so you talk about, you know, maintaining those levels throughout the day by mixing this, you know, in your drink. And, and, uh, and that way you're keeping these levels up, especially in between uh, maybe treatments if you're doing regular ongoing treatments. So uh, talk about that a minute, if you will.
1: Absolutely. So that is one of the biggest mistakes both patients and providers make. As I mentioned earlier, we as humans don't have the ability to synthesize our own vitamin C, nor can we accumulate and retain it. So just because you got it today doesn't mean that you're going to have sufficient levels of it tomorrow. Now, if you're already sick, so you have all of these underlying factors that accelerate the depletion of the ascorbate. And remember, no organ in the body can function on the optimal levels without adequate levels of ascorbate, right? So you need to be able to maintain them. And so what people go and do, they take 500 milligram or a thousand milligram, a chewable or a pill. And by the way, uh, please make sure that if you're going to be doing chewables that are not, um, they're not ascorbic acid, they're very bad for your teeth and ultimately um, cause erosion of your enamel so I, I I do not recommend that people consume it There's for the same reason that if you're going to be drinking a lot of orange juice it will do the same type of damage this is why I keep emphasizing you want a medical grade or a nutraceutical professional grade sodium ascorbic products now the other thing that they do okay I'll take a capsule or a pill or a chewable or a liposomal which is one of the biggest gimmicks in the market as well and I'm saying it because liposomal technology is a very um, it's a great technology for fat soluble uh, vitamins. Vitamin C is a water soluble vitamin, so to combine it with a fat soluble you know uh, or a fat mo- in a fat molecule or a liposome makes very little sense. Furthermore, there's never been any uh, compelling independent. Studies to demonstrate that they provide or deliver greater bioavailability or absorption. If you want 100% absorption, what you really need to be doing is taking that nutraceutical professional grade purest powder that you can get, the sodium ascorbic powder, and we call it the triple S. And you take that teaspoon, which is about flat teaspoon, is approximately four grams of it. You put it in a a liter of filtered water and you sip it seven to seven, meaning you're going to be sipping on that bottle all day long, every 20 minutes, you will take a sip you will uh, guarantee 100% absorption. Otherwise, if you take it once or twice a day, and that one gram is not going to be sufficient to resolve any kind of a um, pathological condition, and even if you took too much too fast, it's going to be eliminated within two hours. Any excess is going to be excreted from within the urine. So it's not like you can overdose. Now, if you're sick, you actually do want to get it to gut tolerability level, but once again, you need to understand how and what to, so you need to consult your physician but the best way to, uh, to maintain those levels in between office visits, so if you do choose to get IVC or high dose IV vitamin C at a doctor's office, that you maintain those levels in between office visits, because otherwise what you're both doing is not treating, but actually chasing deficiency. So the objective of that is to maintain optimal levels so when you do go and see your doctor and they determine the protocol that you need, that you're actually going to be going into treatment with probably lower levels of vitamin C that needs to be infused at that time because your levels were more optimal to begin with.
0: Uh, Talk about dosing a minute, if you will, because you you mentioned uh, maybe taking four grams a day spread throughout the day, and that's what I'm going to probably start doing personally, and I'm pretty healthy, Uh, uh, but I've learned enough to to know that, I mean, I think that's going to benefit me, Uh, and again, if you get sick, you need much more than that, Um, so and that, that may seem like a lot to, to people who are used to taking, you know, 500 milligrams, you know, cause that's a typical uh, pill you would get at Walmart or wherever, but talk about some of the higher dosing uh, even if we're, we're going to be getting it at an IV or even some of the higher oral dosing um, and, well, and maybe, maybe the benefits of that.
1: Right. And so the, the benefits are vast. Uh, again, I, we, we offer classes on that through vcici and just uh, on a side note you mentioned i'm the founder of vitamin c international consortium institute and i didn't finish the answer earlier on you asked me how i did get involved in it because on on the other hand we developed these professional grade sodium ascorbate, vitamin C products. But we also were able to identify that most providers were misapplying these therapies and most providers didn't even know the difference between ascorbic acid and sodium ascorbate. And we recognized that the education for both the providers and patients were as important. So at VCICI, which is a nonprofit organization. It is dedicated to enhancing and expanding the research and education and providing that educational vitamin C therapy, both as an antioxidant and a prooxidant, both to patients and uh, physicians. And in fact, this year's annual conference is the first time it's called symposium with a C, that we open the door to the general public because we believe that the general public is the one that needs this information most because they're the information drivers and they're going to take it to their providers. So your question again was um, how would the doses? So the dosing really varies from person to person. I'm relatively petite and I'm a relatively healthy person. So I don't have any kind of underlying conditions. I do ha- work way too much and I do not sleep well. So meaning my body is not getting the regener- regeneration that it needs because lack of sleep. So I know I need more vitamin C. So on any given day, I start my morning with taking a flat teaspoon, which is approximately four grams of that white magic dust that I call it, that it's of the legal kind. I put it in a large bottle of water and that is my sipping water, okay? It's not my hydration bottle. It's my sipping bottle that I just sip on it throughout the day in order to get my four grams. But now let's say I came down with a cold. And by the way, there is many other routes of administrations with vitamin C. And we're not going to discuss it today, but I'm just going to um, highlight it. it can be nebulization, inhalation, topical irrigations, rinses, sol- solutions, you name it. Uh, it is used um, extensively in biological dentistry to mitigate the um, and reduce the bacterial burden in the oral mucosa. It is used for pre and post-surgical applications, but we're just talking about ingestion right now. So I will take, four grams on any given day. But go back a year and a half ago when I had my fourth and pretty um, fierce COVID and I was 104 fever. I was was feeling very weak, very lethargic, very uncomfortable. I was not in a position to go anywhere to even get an IVC and I wasn't going to self-administer. So in the first 24 hours, I ingested 50 grams of SNC SNC as is E uh, S S E N - C SNC goes uh, it was developed by Pure C and that is the product that we recommend to be used for that purposes so i was taking 50 grams in the first 24 hours but by the time i was done and i didn't even reach my gut tolerability level i got rid of my fever and most of my symptoms. And then my uh, taste of um, uh, sense of smell and taste were restored within three to four days. Now, again, I'm not advocating anybody to do that without the oversight and the directions of a physician, because I'm considered one of the leading authorities on vitamin C, I know what I'm doing, this is what I teach, this is what I present through VCICI to all our providers, but I don't want otherwise, you need to make sure that you know what you're doing. Now, in terms of IVC, I know that many of the clinics that we support have been uh, administering sometimes up to 350 grams per administration when needed, whether it's an acute infection or somebody with an advanced stage cancer. So again, it is up to the discretion and the privilege that the physicians have to make uh, with their patients. Understanding the microenvironment that they're treating to provide the best protocol and target it and individualize it because it's not one one approach, one formula for every patient. And once again, I hear that a lot from even uh, from the most experienced or vetted integrative physicians that have been doing it sometimes for three decades and I would get a call and they would ask me, I have a patient in the chair, what do you think I should do? Um, I don't know what you should do. That's your job to determine and there are so many factors that go into that.
0: Well, okay. Um well, so I think we've established uh, the the many many benefits of vitamin C and then also that it's not as simple as even I thought it was um, before, you know, this this training. Um I will tell everybody out there who's listening that are local here in Oklahoma that we are um, starting um, this uh, vitamin C therapy in our clinic, both the Mustang Clinic and the Tuttle Clinic, um, both in an IV format. And then we'll also have the uh, oral um, here available to keep these levels up as we've as we've discussed, um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I've learned enough to know I'm going to start taking it myself just, you know, drinking it, you know, throughout the day to kind of keep my levels up and feel like I can benefit from that. So uh, Leora, before we wrap up, uh, anything else that you want to say about vitamin C that I didn't ask or just anything else you want to throw out there?
1: Absolutely. As I said, I would, uh, would love the opportunity to expand on it a little bit more. As I said, there is just so much information and sadly so much misinformation and it's by design and um, I encourage everyone to visit two different webs- websites that I would share with you. The first one is pure C P is in Peter ur dash C is in charlie.com. And there's a, a great um, I think one page that on the top that says why vitamin C or what is it for? Just read that information to learn a little bit more about what that is. These particular products are not sold to the public. they're only sold to, healthcare providers, but I encourage the public to request it from their healthcare providers. And the other um, very important website is vcici.org. That is V seasoncharlie.i.org. Charlie, I, C in Charlie, I.org. Again, it stands for Vitamin C, International Consortium Institute. And vitamin C, I mean, VCICI offers a membership both for healthcare providers and patients. And um, there are many benefits to that membership that you can discover more on the website. But most importantly, it offers education and information that is not easily found elsewhere. And so we have an extensive library, a private discussion forum, and the most important event of the year it is this symposium with a C. And the symposium takes place in um, Clearwater Beach, a beach that has been voted as the number one beach in the USA. This year is September, 14th through the 16th. So once again, September 14th through the 16th, I'm Clearwater Beach, Florida, and all the information and the registration is on that website at vcici.org. And this year, as I said, is the first time we're opening the doors to the general um, public and covering not only the benefits and the therapies of um, available um, on the vitamin C side, But we will talk about other adjunct and very important complementary treatments, such as insulin potentiation therapy is going to be presented by Dr. Donato Perez-Garcia. His grandfather was the the one that developed this uh, therapy and this technology in 1936. And Dr. Donato agreed to come and present on the application of IPT, not only just for cancer, but actually for for Lyme disease and rheumatoid arthritis and other conditions. We have Dr. Lodi, Dr. Thomas Lodi, who is probably one of the top leading authorities on vitamin C or an integrative oncology and opened many um, integrative oncology centers throughout the, the the world. He lives in Thailand and he's coming from Thailand to share his expertise on in that area. We have Dr. Zubin Marolio who's uh, flying in from uh, India and sharing 34 years of expertise on mistletoe for cancer. We're also going to be presenting on HBOT or hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapies and PMF uh, biophysical therapy for cancer and pain management. We're going to have presentations by two biological dentists and the importance of identifying these hidden infections and their link and correlation to um, systemic disease, such as cardiovascular disease and cancer. We have Dr. Veronique, who is both a physician, a chiropractor physician and a cancer thriver. And she's very well-known. and She's going to be speaking about her experiences, both as a patient and as a physician. And most importantly, Dr. Richard Fleming, PhD, MD, JD, is going to unveil and uh, share the findings and the data that has not yet been released in terms of the link and the connection of COVID vaccines and COVID, um, uh, or I should say COVID injections and covid um, to uh, cardiovascular disease, cancer, and the link of vitamin C to all of it. So again, a very exciting pro- um, program. Uh, we just published today the schedule and the agenda. It is also available on the website. And we also have fun uh, social events planned, uh, sunset reception on the rooftop bar, as well as a sunset dinner cruise on, uh, on the ship. Um, and gulf of mexico so i invite everyone to join us in this incredible opportunity to learn more about integrative complementary and alternative medicine and uh, what it has to to offer
0: okay well very nice um hopefully everybody has learned something about vitamin c i know i have especially here of recently and again we are getting ready to um incorporate this in our practice just because i feel like it's that important anytime i learn about something new you know whether it's ozone therapy now vitamin c i mean we we put it in here because i really think it can benefit people um so as we wrap up um leora i always ask my guests if they could give us one health tip that would make us healthier today what would you say to that
1: I absolutely will tell you, don't leave your home without vitamin C. It is a life-saving, um, it has life-saving properties. When you discovered the magic and the abilities and the functions of this magic dust, I can tell you that if I had to pick, to pack one item with me, when I fly anywhere, I fly with um, an essency in my hands because anything whether it's an eye infection or a UTI or a sore throat or whatever else that um, can happen on the trip, I have been able to mitigate it sometimes in a matter of minutes and so, Join us at this journey to discovery, to learn how to join us at this conference. And as I said, make sure that you keep up your scorbate levels at an optimal level and always have it with you in case just something happens.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time and expertise. And I appreciate everyone listening and I hope uh, you all have a great day and we will talk to you next time.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thank you for listening to FitRx. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at drgreg at